Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure, full of incredible ingredients. And I want to tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor. They're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated, and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're gonna love them. How would you like to win a 90-day supply of Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex? Turmeric is one of the best supplements you can take to keep inflammation under control to support your brain, your gut, and your skin, and really keep you healthy and strong and feeling great. And you can win a 90-day supply now by going to ratemypodcast.com forward slash jockers. Leave a review for our podcast and then send a screenshot or a confirmation of the review to assistance at drjockers.com. Winners will be announced and contacted on November 30th and will receive a 90-day supply of the Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex so that just may be you. On top of that, when you leave a review, you help us reach more people and impact more lives. So thanks so much for doing that. And I'm pulling for you, hoping that you will be the one that wins the 90-day supply of Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex. So again, simply go to ratemypodcast.com forward slash jockers, leave a review, and then send a screenshot or confirmation of the review to assistance at drjockers.com to be entered to win. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on the lab markers 
for an inflammatory respiratory issue. And so there are certain lab markers that you can look at that will actually help determine if you're at risk for having a bad outcome with a respiratory infection. This is obviously extremely critical to know and very important information for today's day and age. And so you guys are gonna get so much value out of this podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do that now and also leave us a five-star review. When you do that, that helps us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that, and let's go into the show. Hey guys, today I'm gonna to talk about some different labs that you can get done that look at if you're dealing with chronic low-level inflammation in your body. We know everybody's talking about you know different respiratory illnesses, and this is something all of us, obviously we wanna do our best to avoid, and certainly we wanna avoid having a complication with respiratory illness. When somebody has a really major complication, and guys, I'm saying respiratory illness, I think you guys know what I'm talking about, but really we could talk about a lot of things, pneumonia, the flu, lots of different issues. When somebody's having a serious event with it, it really has to do with an underlying hyperinflamed state. So the hyperinflammation was kind of like pouring gasoline on the stove and then the infection came in and that was just, you know, the flick of a switch, right? It was just kind of lighting the, the you know, the, the stove that was already loaded up with gas, right? So, of course, it creates that explosion and that's really what's happening with people. So, to prevent against a serious adverse event or some sort of, uh, you know, major uh, issue with a respiratory infection, you can look at some different labs to see what your underlying level of inflammation is. And so my top seven labs are these. Number one, and this, this one, if you just get a complete blood count, you'll be able to look at this. It is your red blood cell width. So the width of your red blood cell, normally it should be below 13%. Um, and so if it's, if it's above that, right, it's, if the, the red blood cell gets wider, okay, then what happens is that's actually a sign of inflammation. In fact, there's research that links that with a condition called inflammaging, right? Where we, uh, where inflammation is actually accelerating the aging process in us. So, you know, if you're looking at it, normally your red blood cell width, you know, average individuals typically around 12% or so, uh, you know, if it, again, if it's up above 13, that is a sign of inflammation. Another one is high sensitivity C-reactive protein. This is an inflammatory protein that the body produces to help prevent against infections, right? And so if we have inflammation, high sensitivity CRP may be elevated. Now, it's not always elevated for every individual. For some individuals, it could be in really healthy range, uh, but they still have inflammation. And that's why I'm gonna talk about other markers. But, you know, it's probably the most well thought out or well-researched uh, lab for inflammation. And so high sensitivity C-reactive protein, you should be asking your doctor to get that done. And we want that to be under one. So that should really be under one. Um, and if it's up above one, you have a level of chronic or, you know, it could be acute level of inflammation, but you're in a hyperinflamed state. So we're looking at high sensitivity C-reactive protein. Another one is ESR or erythrocyte sedimentation rate. So the ESR should normally be um, under 10. And what this really is, is it's basically um, how fast your red blood cells kind of drop in a tube, right? And so it should be under 10 millimeters per hour. 
okay? If it is 20 millimeters per hour or more, that's a sign of inflammation in the body. It's a sign that the red blood cells are really clumping together. You can also look at platelets. Platelet, good platelet level should usually be, be between like 175 and 250, somewhere around there. If your platelets are really high or really low, that can indicate inflammation and like a low platelet level could also indicate some level, some issue with uh, your immune system, right? Immune suppressed issues. So um, definitely good things to be looking at. And those, you know, ESR platelet levels are typically, or certainly platelets are typically checked on, uh, you know, a lot of routine labs. So you can really be looking at that. You can ask for that ESR test. Uh, again, a good one to look at. We also have to look at blood sugar. Hemoglobin A1C, for example, that is a measurement of your blood sugar over the course of a three-month period of time. Normally, and, and really it's looking at what's called glycation or the damage to red blood cells from sugar. So sugar molecules, when they're in your blood, they will actually cause damage to the red blood cells and they, we call that glycation. Now, normally we should have a very low percentage of our blood cells being glycated. That should really be ideally under 5% or not much more above 5%. So if you are, you know, 5.5, 5.6, right? 5.7 is kind of the cutoff for uh, pre-diabetes. And then 6.0 is diabetes, right? We actually um, have a diabetic state. So uh, really I, for ideal blood sugar stability, I, I like to see that under five. So five or less, you know, 4.5 to five, let's say somewhere in that range. It's telling me you're keeping your blood sugar very, very stable over time. And we know that's so important because we know that an elevated blood sugar, like a blood sugar of 120, actually reduces your immune system's ability to scavenge pathogens like viruses by 75%. Can you believe that? 75% reduction when you have a blood sugar of 120. So if you have a hemoglobin A1C level up around 5.7, 5.8, that's a sign you're in that condition. You're having a blood sugar of 120 or more a lot, right? You're in that place quite often. And so you are significantly suppressing your immune function. So you know, clearly that's going to be a big problem. Uh, so we want to get that again, under five, 4.5 to five, somewhere in that range is what I'm looking at. And then fasting insulin. So you can ask your doctor, Hey, can you test my fasting insulin level? This is super critical uh, test because you might have good blood sugar stability, but you might have high insulin levels. And so we want to keep the insulin levels down and under control. So we're looking at, you know, really we wanna keep your insulin around two to five, okay? When it's up above that, insulin, high insulin also triggers more inflammation and activates more inflammatory cytokine production. So you're gonna have more inflammation. So if you're testing your fasting insulin, this is, means that you haven't eaten in, you know, 12 hours, 14 hours. So you had dinner, you didn't eat in the morning, you drank water, and then you went in, you got your blood test done and your insulin is up over, you know, five or six. It's let's say 12, 13. That's a sign you are inflamed. You have insulin resistance. Not a good, not a good thing. So we want to get that insulin level down. Super important. And I'll have other videos and you guys can check out my channel. We talk a lot about insulin resistance, keeping your blood sugar stable. Today, I'm really focused on the, on the lab tests. These are the important ones that you want to be looking at. Um, so anyways, insulin, super important. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick moment and tell you about my new book, The Fasting Transformation. I am so excited about this book. It is a functional guide to help you burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. 
fasting is the most ancient form of natural medicine. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting improves your blood sugar and your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in your body, optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and helps activate stem cells and deep cellular healing. Guys, you're gonna learn so much from this book. You can check it out, The Fasting Transformation on Amazon or on our webpage, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. So check that out now. You guys are gonna love the book. And if you have a chance, leave a review on Amazon. Thanks so much. Vitamin D, so critical. In fact, a, a big study just came out. It was a um, meta-analysis, which is kind of your highest rank of studies. Meta-analysis takes all the best studies, right? So all the randomized control studies, observational data, right? Takes everything, gets rid of ones that, you know, don't fit a certain qualifying level, and then just takes all this data puts it all together to kind of summarize, hey, what does the overall data say, in this case, about vitamin D and a, you know, the C19 virus, okay? And so what does it say about that? Well, what they actually showed, this was, was uh, recently published here at the end of March, and uh, they showed that there was an 80% reduction in, um, in, in your ability, or basically your, in getting hospitalized for, for COVID if you were vitamin D sufficient. So if you were vitamin D deficient, right, you have a significantly higher risk of being hospitalized for COVID. And so, um, you know, that is, in my opinion, looking at all the data, it's really the most compelling data uh, that we have out there about anything when it has to do with um, this particular virus. And so, um, so what do we want to do? We want to optimize our vitamin D levels. So we should be looking at your 25-hydroxy vitamin D3, and you ideally want that. Now, to be deficient, officially, you have to be under 30 nanograms per milliliter, but really, you want to be up above 50 nanograms per milliliter, you know, really in that 50 to 100, maybe even up to 120 range. I don't really consider it um, like you're getting too much, like you are toxic, you have toxic levels until really you're up around 200. But the ideal range is roughly in that 50 to 100 range. If you want to be at your optimal, you know, we're, we're looking at somewhere around 70, 80 nanograms per milliliter is a really good level. Um, some doctors have experimented and seen really good results with levels, you know, up above 100 nanograms per milliliter, but we just don't have enough research to make recommendations for that. So getting your vitamin D, that's your hydrox, your, your uh, 25-OH vitamin D levels. Now, another one that you want to test with that is your 125 vitamin D. That's your calcitriol. Calcitriol is actually the activated form of vitamin D. And in some cases, some individuals will have sufficient levels of hydroxy vitamin D3, but insufficient levels of the calcitriol, the 125 hydroxy vitamin D3. The conversion takes place there in the kidneys where hydroxy D3 turns into 125 hydroxy D3, goes to the cells and activates the VDR receptor. Now, there are a couple things, a couple reasons for this, why somebody may not have enough of the active vitamin D3. One is a vitamin A deficiency. So you can test this as well. You really want your levels to be roughly between 35 and 60. If you're deficient in vitamin A, vitamin A really helps with the activation of 
uh, vitamin D when it gets into the cell, right? So that's important. Magnesium, this is critical. A lot of people are deficient in magnesium. It's a huge deficiency. And you need that for all the steps of the conversion of uh, vitamin D into the active form of the 125 uh, vitamin D calcitriol. So magnesium is super critical. When you're looking at a blood test, you want it up over 2.0, right? And really more like 2.2 or so uh, when you're looking at a blood test. And you can get that done on your comprehensive metabolic panel. Uh, most doctors are running that super cheap. So you can look at that for magnesium levels. It's not the best test for magnesium. It really don't have a great test, but uh, it'll at least give you an insight on, on what's happening there. If you're under 2.0, you definitely need to support your magnesium levels. That can be an issue. So those things are very important to be, be looking at when it comes to you know, your overall inflammatory balance. One other good thing that, that would really help to look at would be your plasma zinc to serum copper level, right? So zinc and copper are two critical trace minerals. We absolutely need them for metabolic function, for immune function, and they compete with each other. So when we take copper, for example, that will actually increase our absorption or you know our utilization of zinc. Zinc may go down a little bit. If we take zinc alone, copper may go down a little bit. Now, everybody's saying you know take zinc, take zinc, take zinc, and that is really important. But it's also good to look at where your copper levels are. Now, most people absorb copper better than they absorb zinc, right? So you need a lot of stomach acid, good stomach acid production in order to absorb zinc. Copper, not as much. So when, if I test somebody that's at a baseline that is not supplementing with zinc, typically they have a lot more copper than zinc. And we want our plasma zinc to serum copper. That's what we're looking at. The amount of zinc in your plasma, the amount of copper in your serum, your blood serum. We want that to be roughly one to 1.2, meaning equal parts, zinc to copper, okay? Um, and, you know, for example, zinc should really be up above 90, like 90 to 135 is typical range that I'm looking at, somewhere in that range. And we want the ratio to be 1 to 1.2 with copper. So that's basically what we're looking at. You know, so these are important labs that you can get done. So you can ask your doctor. Um, you can go to my website. We have a comprehensive blood analysis that looks at all these and so much more. So these are tests that you can get done to really look at what your underlying immune risk is. I could talk about other labs too, you know, like the white blood cells, for example, they should be between five and eight. If your white blood cells are below five or above eight, if they're above eight, you're probably dealing with some sort of underlying infection to begin with. If they're below five, you probably have some sort of immune suppression, right? So your immune system is being suppressed for some reason. So all good things to be looking at. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll see you in a future video. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on, or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.